what is love? Now, <laughs> every single person that... <laughs> Every single person. I know if, if you were into secular music, Renella and myself, we love music. We, we owned everything up to, I think it was now 1,650 or something like that. There was like CDs that came out now and the hits. And, and so we were into music. And until the Lord spoke to us as to what are you keeping yourself busy with? What are you listening to? You know, when, when we started reading scripture and we couldn't understand why are we struggling so much as Christians? Why, why don't we get this? And the Lord started speaking to us about holiness and purity. And we're like, what's this most holy? You know that Afrikaans word most. It just like supersedes everything. What's this most holy? What's this most pure? And, 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 and then you allow the Holy Spirit to journey with you. And you go like, so, Lord, is there anything that we can take out of our lives to, to learn to hear your voice more clearly? And the Lord started with both Renella and myself with music. We were, we were young in our marriage. I was 23. She was 20. She was studying. I was just, I just became an engineer. And so we, we, our Saturday mornings was going out and finding new music. When you went into the music store, you put on devices, all the youngsters, yalla, 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 yalla. You actually got into your car, went to the mall, into a shop. You put on headphones with a CD and you ask them behind the desk, will you put this one in, please? I want to listen to this one. And they would put it in. You go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that's what we would do. We would listen to that one album. Like, not on a CD player. I'm, I'm, I'm talking cassette tape. Because the CD was more expensive than the tape. And so, so, if you grew up in the era that I grew up, there's a specific song that starts with exactly that. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt. Yeah, la, 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 la. I, I'm so ashamed of the fact that I actually... What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me. No more. Meaning, okay, it's not enough. No more. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Wasn't really the way, but anyway. So no, it's not that song. What is love? As a question, <laughs> I'm bringing to the forefront. I have two sermons in one. The, the, the second one is the hidden one. It's when it can, it's, it's it's when it becomes real, and we go, come on, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. So the question. I'm asking, we're going we're gonna to sift through certain scriptures, and I'm going to need you to, to, to stay with me on this. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take these scriptures and read through them, and we are trying to find the answer to the question, what is love? Okay, so we're going to go to the first one, which is John 13, 34 to 35. So now, I am giving you a new commandment, love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So what is love? Is love a command? What is love? We're going to go to the next scripture. This is John 15, 12 to 13. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life 
for one's friend. What is love? We're going to go to Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now we're going to go into Luke. Luke 6. Now this is going to, this is going to go over three screens. Okay, just to make sure that you can read what I'm reading. Now you must stay with me. Okay, to everyone that's like into this 20 second airtime thing, you know. Stay with me. Like actually try and follow as we read the words. And think about them. You can do it. Let's go. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If anyone slaps you on the one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Verse 32. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate. Just as your Father is compassionate. So now we're going to make a statement as to what love is not. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. Love is not something I must do. You go, wait. Like, didn't we just read, I command you. Love the Lord your God with all your I command you. Is that not what I must do? We ask questions, and when we ask questions and you start with the wrong question, you won't get the answer. I started with the wrong question. What is love? Is the wrong question. I want us to think about the following statement. I want you to think. When you have faith, what's the opposite of faith? Fear. So fear is negative faith. It goes into the negative. And fear is the faith of the enemy. God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, of a sound mind. When he speaks to our minds, we go to Romans. Book of Romans. Romans 8. Paul speaks to the Romans. Paul writes the book of, to the Romans. He, he starts off Romans 5, Romans 6, Romans 7. He speaks to them. He brings them into his message. He is building up this phenomenal message of what he's bringing across. 
Romans 5, 6, and 7 speaks to the flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit. Come to Romans 7. Oh, that which I want to do, I don't. That which I don't want to do, I do. The wretched soul that I am. But there is therefore no more condemnation for those who are in Christ. Romans 8. Now it goes into spirit life. It goes for what the flesh wants is in contradiction to what the spirit wants. It says Romans 8, 6. For if the fleshly nature controls your mind, mind, it leads to death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, it leads to life and peace. So we started off this morning. We are the church because of the Holy Spirit. If we do anything in Christianity for Him, because we assume that's what we must do, because I must do love, it's religion, and the enemy is one. You will live a life of defeat. Because you will not be able to have life and peace. It's only through the Holy Spirit. So one of the strongest devices that the enemy is using against us as humans is knowledge. We know too much. We're too clever. More. Akis more slim. In spirit, Akis more dumb. The enemy knows exactly how to sift us. So if I say the opposite to faith is fear, I want to ask the question. What is the opposite of love? And I want to guarantee you that most of you are going to say hate. The opposite of love is pride. Hate is an emotion. In the beginning... There were two trees. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the tree of life. That was the choice. The choice he gave us is either for yourself because you want to know. Or choose me because I know everything. That was the choice. If those true trees were not there, we didn't have a choice. We did not have free will. If they were not two trees, it was not only the one tree in the garden. There were two. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was the only one they were not allowed to eat of. That was the choice. That represented free will. If you want to be in control, if you want to be in control, if you choose pride, you choose against love. For I am love. Therefore, the better question that we must ask is who is love? God is love. God is love. Therefore, we will be sifted by the enemy with knowledge. He knows exactly how to come at us, church. If you want to do good as a Christian, read the Bible and do what it says. Then you read love as a command. It's not what the context of those scriptures are. The context of those scriptures are is die to self and trust me, for I know. Because the whole of scripture speaks towards it that love is God. I want to read you 
1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 to 7. Kiana, excuse me, I'm going to be kidding. Love is patient and kind. I can read it. Jesus is patient and kind. Now, I want you to see that from the chapter that speaks about love. The 1 Corinthians 13 is the chapter on love. It speaks about love. I want to, I want to show you that, that in this, it tells us more about what love is not. It speaks to us in the flesh. It speaks to us in our minds. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It is not. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no <laughs> record of being wronged. Uh, oh. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. listen. <laughs> we must try and understand this because we come to the scripture that says, so how many times must I forgive them? Like, and then he goes to 70 times 7. And basically what he's saying is not as a mathematician, like seven times seven is... I'm not, I'm not going to go to 490. I'm going to go to as many times as it takes. Why? Because I forgave, therefore you forgive. Why? Because you are... I'm going to bring in the peer translation, most dependent on him. Ne? Listen. To the younger generation, I said, delete every single app on your phone that steals your time. Delete it. If you don't know what delete is, I know. Uninstall. Okay, that's delete. We deleted things because we went to MS-DOS. That's where I started. The Commodore. And Atari. We know more than you. You think you know. You have no idea. One controller. Atari. Apple. We know more to the younger generation. You, you don't know more. You, your parents have to buy you these things. I can buy whatever which one I want. And the thing is, I know more about it. I know what's behind it. I know where this started. I did programming before programming was invented. We had to do MS-DOS. To get into the program, you had to know .exe. That's the program. Search for that one. Change directly backslash. <laughs> I know where exactly it comes from. This is like a smoke screen. Every single app goes and gets it somewhere here and brings it forward. It's just a smoke screen. I know exactly what's going on behind it. It's like programming. And you know what that is? One and zero. One and zero. On, off. On off. If you understand programming, that's it. It's on and off. 
Anyone that goes into instrumentation understands that, into automation that knows that. Well, I can read as well. I can get to know, I, I can be anything that I want to be. I thought I was an engineer. I'm no longer. I thought I was a pastor. I'm no longer. I'm starting to recognize that we can do anything. And what I'm realizing is that we can actually save the world. I believe it. Not like pinky in the brain. <laughs> Honestly, not like pinky in the brain. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not making a... I'm, I'm making, I'm making a statement of what Scripture says to the younger generation. This beautiful book, 66 books compiled into one. It tells a story of the person of Jesus Christ. That's it. You, you go in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Who was that God? Was it like the triune God? Was it like Abba? Was it like the Spirit? Was it like who? Who? You're like, well, God is God. He's triune. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But when you go to John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word. Like, okay, well, if I go, okay. So Jesus spoke in the beginning. Yeah, He's the Word. Jesus is the Word. And the Word became flesh and came and lived amongst us. Oh, it's like that was Jesus. Like He was in the beginning, but I thought He was born. If you go and seek the mystery... It was hidden for ages and generations. You come to the book of Malachi. I, I just spoke to him prior to the... You come to the book of Malachi. This one page here. This one page. I want to show you this page. It's a white page here. On the... Here. Between this page here and this page here. 400 years. Of Silence. There's nothing written there. There's, that's New Testament. 400 years. And then he said, someone's going to come from the wilderness with a message. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Repent, metanoia. Change the way you think. Everything's going to change now. Why? Because the kingdom of God is coming near. The kingdom of God is coming near. Jesus is going to be the full display of the full kingdom. As it is in heaven, so it be on earth. He's going to walk and his shadow is going to heal people. Those he touch, they're apostles. They're going to walk around. Their shadows are going to heal people. Why? Because they trust him. If you understand the depth of this book, you will seek nothing but the truth that is in this book. I do not have time to waste with TikTok. I do not have time to waste. He is so full. He is life. He is the way. He is the truth. I'm going to show you a quick video. The first one. Now the two of you are going to line this up because the sound is going to be good. Before this video goes out, you have, you have one of two choices. This video is either going to offend you, which I suggest you don't, because it's either going to be a pug or a bulldog, one of those two. You, because I know exactly what the intent of this video is. So if you take offense out of this video, it's on you. I'm, I'm warning you. If, if I'm warning you, this might step on your toes. All I'm asking is tug them. That's all I'm asking. 
Listen to the message. If there is anything that you see in the message that speaks to you, that goes, oh, oh, that's me. All I'm suggesting is instead of offense, choose exactly what John the Baptist meant. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Church, listen to what I'm saying now. If we do not love the word, if we do not seek Jesus in the Logos, we won't find Jesus in the Rhema. The written word of God becomes revelational word. It goes from Logos because I seek to Rhema because he reveals. So I'm going to show you this quick video. There's this passage in uh, Hebrews. Does this look weird? Well, so does this. When people come in and this is the only time they eat. Okay, this looks weird. I should not be drinking out of a baby bottle, right? That's the same thing. Paul says in Hebrews, he says, for though, well, the writer of Hebrews, which I think is Paul, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in a, in a word of righteousness since he's a child. Paul says, some of you should have been teachers by now. Come here, suck on this bottle. Let me feed you. And for some of you, this is the only time you eat all week long. You don't even know how to pick up this book and feed yourself. That's what we're trying to do is get you to memorize some verses. Get in this book. So many of you have never even read this book. You come here and go, well, I'd rather come and have Peter feed me. And I'm just telling you, that's weird. That looks really weird for him to stand here every week. Come on up, come on up. And then you complain going, you didn't feed me enough. And Paul says, are you kidding me? Is this really going on? Is this really going on? You should have been a teacher and you're up there complaining that he didn't give you the little baba for long enough. You didn't feed me enough, pastor. I've heard this my whole life. You come in, you're like, well, I didn't get enough from the worship. I didn't get enough from the sermon. He didn't feed me enough. Wah, wah. And they're like, oh, your sermon wasn't good enough. It's like, no, you know why you're unhappy? It's your fault. It's you, you suck. You do, you come and you suck out of this bottle every week and you suck all the life out of me and it's still not enough and you start sucking from everyone else have you ever considered the reason why you're not happy is because you suck you do you suck the life out of people that's the reason why your marriage sucks is because you suck you don't have enough. God says in Jeremiah 2, he goes, don't you understand? I'm a spring of living water. 
but you're going and you're trying to dig these cisterns and trying to get life from all of these other people and it doesn't hold water, but I'm a spring of living water. That's why David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't suck. I shall not suck. I don't want from other people. He was, in fact, I've got this cup and it's like spilling over onto everyone around me. Why? Because I'm so fulfilled in this. Look, other people are never going to give you the life you expect. Some of you suck as parents. You're not fulfilled in Christ, so you, want, you need something from your kids. Some of you guys suck as children. That you, don't, you haven't found your own relationship with God, so you demand so much from your parents. And so what happens when we are empty people? We start trying to leech from other people. And this is what causes the divorces. This is what causes all the broken families. And then everyone comes in the church wanting something for themselves. And then we end up with a church that sucks. Right? Rather than a church that's overflowing with life. Okay. The great thing is I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I listened. Honestly, I do. The reason why pride is the opposite to love is that pride is all about yourself. When you need someone else to do something so that you will be happy, even if they're wrong, even if what they have done has hurt you, it means that you do not get life from Jesus. That means that you're in dead religion means you're proud. It's not love. Whenever you pray for someone so that they can get it, so that they will bless you, because then they will get it. It's because you need them to change. And change always starts with self. Always. If you complain about others, the gospel speaks about it as gossip and strife. And it means it's demonic in origin. It's against the unity and the love that Jesus gave his life for. Gossip slanders and blasphemes against the blood of Jesus. So it says, the tongue is like a rudder. It steers the whole ship. How can we praise him with it? But then also slander and gossip and curse. So we have a choice. If love is the person of Jesus and church is the body of Jesus and Jesus is the head of the body, let's go with what the head says because my hand's opinion doesn't count. He says, clap your hands. Right hand goes, near me, near me. idea what the Rechterhand, klap die linkerhand. Right hand, clap your left hand. No. No, the left hand thinks he's more important. Why? Because yesterday, when we sat at the table, he reached out and he took the salt and threw it over the food as if. Why wasn't I used? 
I love the fact that some of you are laughing. <laughs> because you must hear some of the silly complaints I get. <laughs> it makes me weep. It makes me weep. It makes me say, Jesus, will you help us, please? And then he says, yes, love them. I love them, Jesus. We all know what it means. We all. But please understand this. That if you are a Christian, love is in Christ. It's not something that is expected of you to do. It is expected that you will die enough so that Christ will become more. If you need others to change so that you can be happy, then you end for a tough, tough next season of Christian growth. Then my suggestion is, if you do not understand what I'm saying now, if you choose the tree of knowledge, I want to suggest that the number one scripture you post on your wall is James 1, verses 2 through to 4. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Don't blame it on others. Peace and life was given. You either have it or you don't. And so therefore, let's face ourselves in the mirror image of Jesus. I want to read and end off with a scripture. Keanu, we're going to go to the one, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. The one with the, mess, the, the image. And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into His image, from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I want to suggest that we make these commitments, just five, as we go into this week. And then I'm going to end off with a song. And the song is just going to be a moment of us sitting in His presence. Okay, A commitment to His Word daily. And I please want to ask that you see the theme here. The theme is daily. A commitment to seek Him daily. A commitment to pray daily. A commitment to coming to understand how much God loves you daily. A commitment to allow Him to change you daily.